fear of Chinese immigrants has long existed in this country. Like many other immigrant groups, they survived by helping each other and by being creative. As I mentioned in an earlier episode, shortly before and after the passage of the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, many Chinese immigrants and Chinese American citizens survived by moving of all places to the American South. While there, a political and social alliance between the freed black slaves and the Chinese based on a survival instinct was forged. Interracial marriages became common, totaling nearly one-third of all Chinese marriages in some parts of the South during this period. If you're like me, this is an aspect of U.S. history about which you know little, if anything. Being an immigration lawyer, this is an embarrassing yet revealing admission. It points out how little our society really knows about its rich immigrant roots. Perhaps if, as a country, we knew more about our past, the immigration reform debate would be less rancorous today. Hi, I'm Carlos Patara. You're listening to the Immigration Mastermind. Thanks for joining. On December 6, 1865, the ratification of the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States. Shortly after, Southern plantation owners began to seek new options for cheap labor. Hearing how effective Chinese labor was in building railroads in the West, including the completion of the Trans-Pacific Railroad in 1869 and the Suez Canal that same year, they devised schemes to lure Chinese to the South to replace black slaves. Hence, the passage of the Burlingame Treaty, which expanded Chinese immigration. By 1870, Thousands of Chinese were working on plantations in Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, and cotton fields in South Carolina and Georgia. The Burlingame Treaty required employers to engage the Chinese with labor contracts, which plantation owners had no intention to honor. The Chinese were treated as nothing more than slaves. Some went on strike. Some fled the plantations and left the South, but some remained and went into other occupations, such as grocers to black sharecroppers, who had been buying food and daily necessities from plantation commissaries. The commissary prices were inflated to keep the former slaves in debt, and the commissaries would not extend any credit to them. The makeshift Chinese-owned grocery stores charged lower prices. Eventually, the commissaries began to disappear. By the early 1900s, over 95% of Chinese men living in the Mississippi Delta were grocers. Meanwhile, many of those who fled sparked the birth of Chinatowns in the North. As the Chinese American population in the South dropped by 60%, During the 1880s and 1890s, New York's Chinatown 
grew from 200 to over 7,000. There is a major lesson to be learned by this history. United, immigrants can withstand whatever rules and regulations the forces of xenophobia, discrimination, and racism try to impose upon them. Thanks for listening. And remember to always keep your chin up, no matter how hard the road ahead seems, because together we can make the world a better place, one immigrant at a time.